Welcome back to Women Living Courageously. I'm Melanie Red, your host, and we are so glad that you are here. I'm not sure there has ever been a time when the world has felt crazier or more challenging than it does today. It is stormy out there, and everyone is looking for peace, for rest, for hope, and for a place to anchor their hearts and minds. With this in mind, I wanted to invite one of my sweet ministry friends to join us today to encourage you and your families. As we face all that is happening and all that lies ahead, we need hope. So today I've asked my friend, Donna Bucher, to join me to discuss how to find peace in the storms of life. And let me introduce her just briefly to you. Donna is the founder of Serenity and Suffering, a community helping others to find peace, purpose, and personal growth in the storms of life. She's a blogger, a speaker, and a woman who loves to minister to other women. She's also a great encourager and a woman of incredible faith. We are so blessed to have her with us today at Women Living Courageously. Welcome, Donna. We're so glad you're here. Thank you, Melanie. I'm, I'm so honored to, today to be with you to share some incredible ways that we can find peace, truly find peace in the middle of our storms and hang on to hope in those storms of life that we encounter. Yes, ma'am. This is going to be fun. I'm excited to be able to talk. We've talked some on the phone. We just thought this was such a good conversation. We ought to have it on the podcast today. Yes, ma'am. You recently shared with me some things we need to understand about pain and about its intensity. Would you just share some of these thoughts to kind of set the stage for our conversation? Yes, Melanie. I, as I got to thinking about storms, um, it, just like the storms we encounter in nature vary in size and intensity and duration, painful circumstances in life or the storms of life come in various sizes, intensity, and durations. Everything from a quick downpour uh, to hurricane force winds uh, greet us in the form of broken appliances, unexpected change of plans more intense storms like job loss, divorce, dealing with prodigal children, injury, illness, and death. Um, sometimes we encounter one storm at a time, or sometimes it feels like a whole system of storms kind of blowing through our lives. We, we no sooner get through one and, and another one comes. And then at the same time, intensity and duration can change. And some storms last a day, an hour, uh, a week, sometimes even a lifetime, um, which when the storms I find, the longer the storms are, our focus starts to shift more to the devastation the storms are causing than the actual storm itself. And then we, it increases our pain. It causes us to lose our peace. And it drives us to pray for the storm to pass as quickly as possible. But today, Melanie, I wonder if instead of praying for the storm to pass or for God to remove those difficult circumstances, what if we started praying for a way that we could grow through that storm and who we could become in the rain. That is so good. And that is so what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to talk about how to find the peace and the hope and the joy while you're in the middle and not trying to force our way out, but finding an anchor for our souls right in the middle. And, you know, I was thinking when, when I was preparing for us to talk today about the verses in Hebrews 6, 18 through 20, where it says, therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Jesus has already gone in there for us. He has become our eternal high priest. 
in the order of Melchizedek. And Pastor Adrian Rogers, who led our ministry for years, used to love to hear this song sung, and it's called The Anchor Holds. And I, I went back and looked up the lyrics because, I mean, this was one of his favorites. It seems like it was almost every month that we heard The Anchor Holds. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> But the, the words to this are so good. It says, The anchor holds, though the ship is battered. The anchor holds, though the sails are torn. And in this crazy season in our lives and in our world, especially right now, we need an anchor to hold on to. And our anchor is Jesus. So let's talk about some practical ways we can find peace as we lean on the anchor of our souls, Jesus, and what this really looks like. So would you share one thing that you do that really anchors your soul to the Lord Jesus? One thing, and it's probably my favorite thing I've learned over the years, and that is to lean into Bible reading. Uh, just the Word of God. Uh, the Colossians 2, 6, and 7 tells us, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. God's word gives us those strong roots which ground us and hold us firm in the storms of life. And just Jeremiah 17, 7, 8 further illustrates that by saying, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to, to bear fruit. Spending time in God's word gives us these strong roots and a confidence to stand firm when the storms of life come. Because in God's word, we learn who God is. We learn who the God is that we are trusting. We know him better. We learn to listen for his voice. We see his faithfulness through, throughout all the history of the Bible. We learn promises that he has specifically for us, especially in difficult times. And we always find hope and peace in his word. As you said earlier, Jesus Christ is the anchor of our soul, but God's word tethers us to that anchor. It, it completes the whole picture. And I know maybe for some of our readers, Bible reading seems intimidating. Uh, maybe they're new to the faith and they haven't really figured out how to do that very well. It seems strange to them. Perhaps they've been around a while, but it's been a long time since they've read God's word. It doesn't matter. Uh, just start getting back into God's word. I love, it's just his story. I think of God's word. It doesn't have to feel intimidating because it's God's story from creation to revelation. It's a story about his steadfast, unfailing love for his people and how he came to redeem them so that they could be with him forever. It's just his story. And he wants us to know it. But sometimes we don't know where to begin. I always tell people whether they're new to the faith or whether they've just kind of put Bible reading aside for a while, start in the Gospels get reacquainted with Jesus, or get acquainted with him to start with. I love the Gospel of John. I always recommend people start in the Gospel of John. Doesn't matter how many chapters or verses you read. Just open the Bible, read what you can at the time. Linger there with the words of God. And when you're reading the Gospels, imagine yourself in that time. Imagine, put yourself in the situation and just be thinking about what God might have for you in that. And I have a real easy method I always recommend to people for reading the Bible. It's an acronym with the word READ, 
R-E-A-D. So obviously R is read. It seems simple, but just the fact of reading even a few verses a day, just determine you're going to open the Bible and just read what you can. So starting with a few verses, a chapter, or whatever feels good for you, just read. That's the important part. The E is examine. So after you've read, it's just kind of looking back over what you've read. Was there a word that stood out to you? Maybe an attribute of God, maybe a scenario, maybe what happened you want to think about a little more, something God might be speaking to you about. Sometimes I jot those down even on a little sticky note or a scrap paper, and I just keep it with me throughout the day and just kind of think about it. It's not about going over and over the verses, but just that one thing that maybe stood out to me in my reading. And then A is for ask. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you an understanding of the word and to point something out for you, to give you just a fresh look that day, a fresh word about God, uh, because it's he has something for you each and every day. And he may have something for you to do. He may not. It may just be something that he wants you to know about him that day. So ask. And then D is for do. If there's something there that you feel like the Lord has impressed you with, to do it, to just follow through on whatever that is, to live a life that's pleasing to God. I have a couple of uh, Bible plans on my website that I like to share with people that are just simple ways to read. But the point is to read God's word, however little or however much you feel comfortable with. That is awesome. And that's such a great suggestion. And we'll put in the show notes, uh, the links, so that if you want to get Donna's Bible reading plans, if you need a place to start, that is such a wonderful suggestion. So thank you. When we need an anchor for our souls, we open the Bible. I mean, it seems logical, and uh, but sometimes we forget to do it. And so that's a mm-hmm. wonderful place to start. Well, I've got another one to share with you because Donna and I were talking this through and I was like, well, I'll tell you something I've been doing. And I know for me, sometimes I wake up in the night. I don't know if anybody else has that problem, but sometimes I wake up and I'm wide awake in the middle of the night. And especially in the last uh, couple of years, it's been rather crazy. And so uh, what I'll do is I'll grab my phone and my headphones and I'll turn on, I'll go to a music site like a Spotify or an iHeart. They have free uh, versions that you can get. And I'll type in instrumental hymns and then I'll find some great options. And it's quiet. It doesn't make me wake up too much, but I'm there with my headphones on and I listen. And I want to tell you, I've been so comforted. I've done this many nights. I didn't want to wake my husband up, but I'll just play it kind of soft. And as those notes, usually it's piano music, as they kind of roll through my mind, the words come up. It was just the tunes playing, but these words came back to me. You know, and it's kind of funny. I've been doing this for several months. And recently my daughter and I went to get our nails done and uh, we're sitting in this nail salon and we were there for a while and there was soft music playing. You know how they play that music at the nail salon. But as I was listening, I very clearly heard when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say it is well, it is well with my soul. And those entire minutes that we were there, it was about two hours, I listened to and I found this great peace in listening to hymns and the words that I had memorized years before. So I want to suggest to our listeners Get in the word like she suggested. And then I suggest if you can't sleep or you're especially stressed out, get you some music that will point your heart back to heaven. 
It just is another way to anchor your soul. And I will tell you, those old hymns, they will do it. There's such truth in that music. <laughs> All right, let's talk, let's talk about something else, because you had mentioned that you had another way that you find peace in the storm. So share another idea with us. So along those lines, the second thing that I love to uh, turn to is Bible memory. Sometimes that scares people away, but it's not a lot of passages. I do memorize passages of scripture, but I'm talking about a few verses and they don't even really have to be memorized. When storms come, we all have a default response mode, so to speak. We all react in a certain way. Uh, not all the same. Uh, for instance, some sometimes it's fear and anxiety. As soon as uh, something difficult uh, starts to approach my life or comes upon me, maybe I'm fearful and I have a lot of anxiety. Some people get angry, very angry uh, that this is happening. Uh, some people become discouraged right away or they lean towards a depressed type, you know, they withdraw. Other people, they start to doubt. They start to second guess everything. So what I like to do is I do memorize verses, but also I work with people that they simply, I counsel them to find a verse. You know, you know what you're where you go when, when these things happen. If you're fearful and deal with anxiety, find some verses in the Bible that speak to that and bring you comfort. Then if you're able, by all means, memorize them. Hiding God's word in our heart gives us power. And it's like those hymns. The Holy Spirit is going to bring that back to your mind when you least expect it. And he's going to remind you of those promises of God. But also, not only do I memorize them, but I also write it down. And you can write it on index cards. I have a friend who writes um, these verses on sticky notes, and then she puts them in a scrapbook. She just sticks them in there, and she can just open that anytime. You can have a little emergency notebook that you keep in your purse or backpack that you can take out and remember these, you know, just go over those verses. That's what my daughter does. She kind of pulls out that little notebook and reads back through those to remind herself. And I like to do that, too, because even though I have a great memory and I do memorize verses, sometimes... The storm I'm facing is so paralyzing, I can't, I can't remember. And so then that helps me. I pull out that hard copy, whatever that looks like, and I just start reading through it, and my heart is soothed. So the, the part of weathering the storms is preparing for the storms. And Bible memory and Bible reading are your pe preparation. You know the storms are going to come. And the way that we prepare for them is to get into the Word of God and have that little emergency um, backpack set ready to go. That is a wonderful suggestion. And I have to tell you, it's kind of fun. I, I did Bible drill as a child and I learned the verses in King James <laughs> and, and they still come back to my memory. And I learned them when I was in fourth and fifth and sixth grade. And so there is something about Bible memory or, or putting them on cards, like you said, or putting them in your phone. The word of God is powerful. And I will tell you, I have another suggestion along that same lines is I've started uh, praying using these little index cards. And it's hmm. especially been just in the last year. But what I'll do is I'll either write the per a person's name or a specific request just in real short form. And then I take those cards and I pray through those cards. And I've walked around the house with those cards. I have taken them and literally lifted, especially certain names. I've lifted those things up to heaven and just imagine that I'm lifting that person up. And so I will tell you, there is something about adding prayer 
especially right. when you're in a dark valley that makes such a difference. If you've not added prayer to your world, that's one of the things I want to suggest, that you get you some cards or a prayer journal or some way to keep up with it and have a tangible way to pray for people in situations that are heavy on your heart. This kind of praying brings peace. All right, Donna, you got one last thing you mentioned to me, and it's a way that you said you make it through when life is dark or stormy for you. So share that other way with us. Well, another way is also uh, it kind of ties in with you. You're praying. You're praying for other people, too. But it's community. Um, If you think of a shipwreck, you know, you have a storm at sea and, you know, the ship's going to go down that we need to abandon ship. They have you put on a life vest and they always instruct you when you get in the water, link up, link up with somebody near you, link up with, you know, the boats, whatever you can do. Even even if you're in the boats, link the boats together. They always teach you that. Why? Because you survive in community. You survive. If you are alone, you're going to get washed away. If you're together like that, you're all together. Everyone knows where to find you and you are safe. You're safer that way. And so remember, you can't weather storms alone. You need to nurture community or support network of sisters that'll hold you up in prayer. Like Melanie was just mentioning, Um, you know, prayer, prayer for you, um, keeping you near uh, with needs, whatever might come up with that storm when you're overwhelmed, even helping with everyday tasks. Uh, sometimes we, we just can't. Uh, I, I'm, I'm one that when when really tough storms come through, I just feel almost paralyzed. It's like I don't even know what to do next. And it seems so simple, but you just get to that place. So if you find yourself in a storm right now and you're feeling isolated, reach out, even if it's only to one person and just let them know what you need right now. Just right now, just what's the next thing that you need right now? And if you know someone who's going through a storm, they're in the midst of a storm right now, reach out to them, pray for them. But more than that, maybe drop off a meal, even a text. Just I have gotten text with just a verse, a part of a verse, a verse reference, uh, anything like that. And it has just breathed life into me in that moment. So something even as simple as that, a text, a phone call, sometimes we don't want to intrude, but a text is a good way, even an email, something like that. But reach out uh, with meaningful words of encouragement to let them know you're there. You weather the storm better in community when you're weak, your sisters help hold you up and get you focused back on God and hope and breathe that peace and life back into you. Yes, yes. This is such solid truth. And and I agree. We need each other, and we don't need to go through this alone. So if you're in a storm right now, that's such a good word. Reach out to someone. Let at least one person know you're struggling. That's good. Well, you also mentioned to me that you have one more thing you've found. You've discovered about storms as we kind of finish up our discussion. Would you share that with us? What is this one more truth, Donna, that you've discovered? Well, one thing in, in just thinking about storms and, of course, going over, just kind of being through through the storms. And the one thing I've noticed I used to, uh, the first thing that came into my mind was, what did I do wrong? I must have done something wrong. Uh, why am I in the storm? You know, the storms are punishment. But storms are not punishment. Storms are are part of life. Storms will come. If you're thinking that there's a way to avoid storms, just that's not true. Stop it. <laughs> storms are going to come. And what really brought that home for me was in Mark 4, that it's the story of when the disciples are with Jesus in the boat. He said, we're going to cross the Sea of Galilee to the other side. 
Meanwhile, he falls asleep and a, this huge storm comes along and they are thrashing about. They're scared to death. They think they're going to perish. He's asleep in the back of the boat and they go wake him up and they're like, don't you care? You know, we're, we're dying here. And he says, what, why are you so afraid? And I just stopped to think, look, they were in the middle of a storm and they were with Jesus. Let's just say they were right in the center of his will because he said, let's get in the boat and go to the other side. They weren't doing anything wrong. <laughs> they were doing exactly what he told them to do. And yet a storm came. So storms are going to come. But remember, the wind and the, and the waves obeyed his voice. They have to do what he says. Jesus is in the storm with you. That was the other thing from the story. He is in every storm with you. And you know what? Even when the storms are due to something we've you know, brought upon ourselves, a bad decision, something we've done, Jesus is still in the storm with you because he promised he would never leave you nor forsake you. And his, his voice, even though it may not calm the wind and waves like it did in that story, the same voice will calm you. He will speak peace and life into the storm for you and be with you. So it, it has to do with leaning into Jesus, remembering who he is and being there. And not to belabor the point or give too many illustrations, but the other way that that really came home to me was um, when I, I was, I thought about how the waves and how rough and how storms can feel like you're just being battered about, you know, you go to the shore one time I was there and it was really rough and I hardly went out far at all. And I felt like those waves were really, really rough. They just really battered and beat me. But when I leaned into the wave, instead of just standing there rigid, trying to say, just stop, I leaned into the wave. It was calm. It went over me. And so leaning into Jesus in the middle of the storm is like that. It's finding that calm place. You're still in the storm, but he is with you. And if you trust God in the storm, you lean in knowing he's going to make a way through. He's going to make a way through. Excellent. Yes, this has been so good. And thank you for so much wonderful encouragement. And uh, would you tell our listeners, because they're going to want to know a little bit more about you and how to get in touch with you. So how can they find out about your ministry more? Where would you like to connect with them? They can come to my blog. They can come to uh, serenityandsuffering.com. We can put this in the, in the notes. But I'm also on Instagram at Serenity and Suffering. I'm on Twitter at Serenity and Suffering. <laughs> I'm on Facebook at Serenity and Suffering. Uh, you can find me in all those places. I'm there regularly. I love to hear from readers. I encourage them to go to the website, though, because there's a lot more information there about me and what I do. And they can sign up for my newsletter right there on the homepage. And right now I have a promotion. If they're signing up for the newsletter, they get my free attitude of rest guide. And it's full of ways for finding peace. So that's the best way to connect with me. Great, great. Well, that is wonderful. And we'll put all that information in the show notes. Um, well, as we close out, um, we at, at Women Living Courageously, our motto is this. We are ordinary women, but we serve an extraordinary God. So I always like, like to ask these two questions. First, and I'll share one of mine, what makes you an ordinary woman? And one of the ones I like to tell, and I hadn't shared this one yet, is that I would rather eat out than cook. <laughs> and so I don't know if any other women are like that, but I love to eat out. So what about you? What makes you an ordinary I girl? I would rather cook than eat out. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I'm, what makes me ordinary is I am a, a hopeless introvert. 
I would rather do nothing than to curl up with a book and a cup, cup of hot tea on my sofa and be by myself. So he keeps pulling me out of that place. And he did, he created me to be that person. But uh, he that's me. And I think a lot of women can relate. There are a lot of women that would rather just be home with their book and their cup of tea or coffee. So, yes, or, you're ordinary like the rest of us. All right. Well, let me ask you this. How has God been extraordinary to you? If you could name one way that you've seen him be extraordinary in your life, what would it be? Well, he's extraordinary in so many ways, Melanie, but in keeping with the theme for today with the storms, he's extraordinary in the storms because the wind and the waves obey his voice, which means every storm that has come into my life and that will come into my life, he redeems. And it's used for his purposes and for his purposes only, no matter what it looks like, no matter who meant it for evil, he uses it for my good in conforming me to the image of Christ. And for his glory. Amen. That's that's, that's a good word. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a joy and a blessing to get to know you as a personal friend and an Instagram friend. And, And I'm so excited that our listeners here on Women Living Courageously can get to know you too. And I was thinking about a few takeaways just that I'll share as we close out. We will all go through seasons when we need an anchor. Storms will come. There's no way to avoid them. A a second thing that we said is we can turn to God's word and commit it to memory to help us. Third, we can turn up the hymns and the good music, and we can also pray like we never have before. A fourth thing that we said is that we need each other so we don't have to walk alone. And And then a final thing, and I think you said this, it will go better if we just lean in. We can't avoid the storms. If this has been an encouragement to you today, we invite you to leave a review and share this podcast with your best friend, your sister, your coworker, or your mom. We have a free resource for you today from Love We're Finding. It's called Finding God's Peace. And if you'll go to the show notes for the link, you'll get this encouraging booklet. Until next time, let's remember, we are just ordinary women, but we serve an extraordinary God, and He is able to anchor your soul today and give you peace. Peace.